Hi, I'm Eliza Cece, and you're listening to Like the Dove Podcast. After almost a decade of being immersed in and teaching New Age practices, God opened my eyes and heart to follow Him. Now I help ex-New Agers and new believers in their walk so you feel encouraged and less alone. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, sweet angel. Welcome back to another episode. I'm Eliza Cece, your host, and... I was thinking because you might be listening to this around Halloween, I wanted to do something a little different and suggest that we talk about our testimonies and praise Jesus on Halloween. I know there's a lot of uh, (laughs) debate between Christians on if you should or you shouldn't um, celebrate Halloween, and I know that's all very... um, personal. And we're not having that conversation today because there are a lot of people out there doing wonderful um, explorations of that. And I'm just not, um, that's just not my (laughs) expertise or interest, frankly. Um, But what I think is really fun and exciting is to remember first that today is Reformation Day. October 31st is the day that Martin Luther posted his 95 theses on the door of the Roman Catholic Church and started the Reformation process. And so that's something that we can look to and learn about and celebrate, which I think is really special. And number two, I think that there's something really valuable and important about remembering on a day where um, demons and darkness and Satan is celebrated um, in our culture with whether it's known or unknown. Um, I think that it can be really powerful for us to actually claim our story and why we love and follow Jesus Christ and how we can step into that and share about that. So in this episode, I want to talk a little bit about why it's important as a Christian to share your testimony, to put your testimony together and to talk about it and have it kind of in the forefront of your mind in case it ever does come up because we are um, told in the word about how we are supposed to go and spread the good news of Jesus um, with and, you know, be disciple makers alongside being discipled. And so I think that that is very important. But I also think it's important just for ourselves to be immersed in the the work that God is doing the the power and the the blessing and the gift that God is giving us as he is saving people in the world and I think it can be just a good uh either a visual or a reminder or a settling in and an encouragement to hear other people's stories and how they have come to Christ. So these are things I want to talk with you about today and I hope that you will stick around for this full episode because I promise that it's going to be a good one. So before we get into some of those things, I want to share a little bit of my testimony. If you haven't scrolled all the way back to episode one of this podcast, I would love to just make some time here for you to settle in, get something yummy to drink, get a snack, and really just kind of sit here and listen as I share with you the things that God delivered me from starting in 2019. So first, I just want to start with a scripture, one of my favorites, Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, 
results, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So what I thought I would do is I would share with you a huge list of the new age and unbiblical practices that God delivered me from starting in 2019. So my process was um, intense and quick, but gradual at the same time. There were some things that I was convicted on as soon as I was saved that I knew I would not participate anymore. It was just like God had completely um, taken the desire out of me, and I had literally no interest or desire to do those things anymore, and I knew they were, I knew I was being convicted, and I knew that they were wrong. I knew that they weren't biblical, and I knew that they grieved the Holy Spirit when I would do them, so I just had no interest. Others were a little bit more nuanced and it was more of an unknowing and I needed an education to understand. And I got that education, of course, through reading the word of God. So um, yeah, one of the things I think that made the biggest impact on my salvation was that I heard a voice that felt like the Holy Spirit or God um, say to me to get a Bible. And it was a really strong voice that was very unrelenting until I got my own Bible. And I, and as soon as I did, I don't know, I'm close to 700 days in a row now in my Bible of just consistent reading, not missing a day. And I, and I know from the past self of the person that I was before when I was in the new age and just in general, um, before I was saved, I could not do something for two days in a row, seven days in a row, maybe two weeks in a row tops, but then I would taper off. It was just, I just didn't have that kind of self-discipline with the, with the, or the interest or the desire for the new age practices to be very, very consistent with things. And so I knew that that was something that God gifted me with, this self-discipline of loving and falling in love with his word was the very first thing that he did for me. And I believe that because I was reading the Bible every day, that is truly what saved me. That's what opened up the, you know, he turned my heart from stone to heart of flesh and really started to regenerate me. And and honestly, um, if you go back and listen to episode one, I can link it in the show notes if you want to hear it. I go into a little bit. You can really see the difference. I started to listen a little bit just to get um, uh, familiar with the mindset I was in just a year ago. I was timid. I was shy. I was afraid of what people would think. And over this past year alone, God has really blessed me with the fear of God. And I highly suggest John Bevere's book, The Awe of God. It's excellent. It's so helpful in so many ways to help you if you are someone who wants to tap into understanding what the fear of the Lord means and how to kind of live it out. That has been a book that I have been recommending to everyone, and I have been um, getting my husband to read, and we've just been having really good conversations about it. I hope one day we can do some kind of uh, class in my church on this topic because it's just so valuable and important, and I didn't understand what the fear of the Lord was. I had the fear of man, the fear of people. I was a constant people pleaser and wanting everyone to like me, and you know, that all stemmed from my 
you know, previous abandonment issues and, you know, just humanly hurts that I've encountered over my years of being alive. And um, this past year specifically, God really just gave me the blessing of the fear of the Lord. And I truly just trust in God and um, walk with Him. It's not to say that I don't have times where I do people please still or I do um, slip up, but I've really seen the difference in myself of really being convicted and in love with God more than I'm in love with what someone might say about me. And I know that I see that so much in, especially from new age to Jesus testimonies. I see this often of people who are timid and shy and afraid of what people are going to say. They're afraid that they're going to lose people. And that's because honestly, you will, you're going to lose people you're not going to probably be friends with the people you expect to be friends. And then the friends you expect to kind of fall away will be your ride or dies. It's just kind of how it goes. And we have to be okay with that. You know, we have to be okay that Jesus might take it all away. And he <laughs> certainly cleaned house in my life. Oh, uh, yeah, pretty much everything <laughs> uh, got washed away. And honestly, I'm, I'm grateful for it. And I'm always going to give glory to God and be really uh, at peace and in this joyful place because God has really blessed me with the joy of the Lord this year. So, uh, okay. So enough of that. I'm going to just share with you some of the unbiblical new age practices that God delivered me from as part of my salvation. So it's a long list and you can go to the link in the show notes and you can download this, um, the full list because there weren't, uh, this list is all of the new age and worldly practices that are unbiblical and um, you can download it for free and you can kind of look over it and see where you're at. Maybe there are some things on here that you've done or that you're currently doing that you didn't realize, and you can go and do that research for yourself. Um, you can absolutely always reach out to me if you have any questions or resources that you need. I love to be a resource for people. I love to offer books just because I'm such a reader and I love finding resources and uh, researching. It's just a part of my personality that I just really enjoy to do those things. So if I have a resource for you, I'm not a gatekeeper. So if you need something, please don't be shy. Reach out to me. I'd be happy to help you. Okay, so some of the practices that I was delivered from out of the new age and into Jesus's arms. Okay, let's start out here. Energy healing and Reiki, uh, working with chakras and chakra healing, yoga, kundalini especially, I was delivered from. Um, but I'll, sometimes that's connected to kundalini awakening, various types of meditation and astral projection, shamanic healing, sound healing, um, dream work, going to psychics and mediums, um, using and leaning on my own intuition and doing my own channeling, doing my own angel card readings or talking with angels, uh, working with tarot card readers, um, any kind of like spiritual kind of wizardry, you know, um, being really into astrology and horoscopes and really identifying myself by whatever my astrological sign was. That was a big one for me. Uh, let's see, divination, sorcery, belief, and magic. My old 
identity was really wrapped into things being so pretty and aesthetic and magical and, you know, cute, like that cute aesthetic, that like witchy um, kind of aesthetic that you see on Instagram. That was definitely me using a pendulum. I used a pendulum very often for uh, receiving quote unquote answers, especially in my flower essence work. Um, I got into, I dabbled, I would say, in uh, Enneagram, but there's other things like the human design, and these are all channeled personality assessments, so God convicted me to stay away from those. Just the way that I was dressing as well, um, I think I have always been more of a modest dresser, <laughs> to be honest, um, in my 20s and 30s at least. Well, no, my 30s, my 20s and younger, definitely not. Um, but uh, yeah, just like the jewelry I would wear with certain symbols on it or um, yeah, just kind of being delivered out of wearing a humps and necklace or uh, crystal jewelry, that kind of thing identifying as a witch or just being really into witchcraft and those kinds of uh, rituals. Um, having so many books in my home that taught on these things was also something that I was convicted early on to get rid of all of my books. Um, pretty much a book on any of the things that I mentioned here. You, If you have any of those things, those are something that I was kind of convicted on. I tended an altar, I fed spirits by offering gifts and food to entities and goddesses and other beings, especially like fairies um, and earth beings, because that was kind of like the, the area of, you know, sin, I guess we should say, um, that I was focused on. Uh, I was really into the priestess arts and pagan practices, rituals that were connected to the time of the year on the Celtic wheel of the year. Um, I definitely took some oaths and rites and vows in those priestess circles that I had to denounce. Um, I was really into doing protection practices because in the new age, it's almost like an obsession that you need to be protected and you need to be safe. But the irony is that you are working with demonic energy. And so it's impossible for you to be protected and safe without the covering of Jesus. Um, I would do spells and um, sometimes I would do like moon rituals that had incantations. They're, those are like little poems that you say and you're basically kind of connecting your energy to the moon and kind of man there's a whole um, space where you're manifesting with the moon, which of course never worked for me. <laughs> I'm sure it's worked for some new agers, but um, it just never clicked and never worked for me. And I think that that was God's protection. Uh, let's see, I would burn herbs and use crystals for protection or to quote unquote get things or like I was saying, manifest things. I would do plant spirit meditations. I would talk and pray to plant spirits and devas and fairies um, for various things. A lot of my work revolved around herbalism which is totally fine, and flower essences, um, which I later was convicted to stop using flower essences because of the way that they are channeled and the way that they are created in most cases is not uh, biblical. And let's see, candle magic. Um, there were certain 
candles that I would buy from certain people on like Etsy and they would, you know, kind of like charge up these candles and the candles would be for certain things like manifesting or, um, you know, protection. It could be all any area of your life that you're kind of struggling with. You could get like these candles and they were supposed to, you know, do magic for you. And I would do those. And yeah, that's just a little slice of some of the things that I was delivered from. Do you want me to keep going? Because I could. Um, <laughs> I did shamanic healing. I did uh, drumming, shamanic journeys, that kind of thing, where you are kind of like going into another world and you are channeling or connecting with these other uh, beings, you know, which we know from our experiences that those are demons. And then you're kind of coming back from the journey and you're receiving information and you're supposed to apply that information to your life. So I used to do that quite a bit. Um, I was taught that in the new age and that was something that I would go back to here and there. I didn't do that consistently, but it was something that made a big impact on me and I thought was really helping me. Um, but I later realized how harmful it actually was. Um, especially, I mentioned meditations, but especially meditations to the core of the earth. I think that those are demonic because you're channeling energy from hell, um, which is where the core of the earth is, which is why we hear um, stories and testimonies of people who have visited hell and they have said that they're at the core of the earth and they're trapped there. Um, and then that brings me to things like connecting with goddesses and, and and kind of different beings. And one of those beings that's common in the new age is working with dragons. So that was another thing that was really demonic that thankfully God delivered me from these things. It's crazy. Um, another thing was crystal healing. That was a big part for me. And I know that's a big part for a lot of people is working with crystals, creating crystal grids, charging crystals in your moonlight, working with Reiki and crystals. Um, I took it a step further and took a certification course in crystal healing. And I would uh, drink crystal water, which is actually... I don't know. I'm still unsure of if there's healing qualities for that um, or if it was just my mind that thought that it was actually healing me. And so um, that's something that I would personally stay away from now. Uh, and I think I've talked about this before, too, is my goddess worship. I um, was really into connecting with the goddess Isis and Egyptian goddesses. Uh, for healing and insight and guidance, all those kinds of things. And that just, I think, brought the most darkness into my life. And I really thought that I was talking with these goddesses, but really I was just talking to demons. And um, the demonic energy was really felt and heavy and present in my life. And you can really feel the difference if you are like, going back in time and you thinking about your life before you were saved, when you're doing these dark practices, and then um, the time in your life afterward when you're saved and you feel this light and peace of God. It's so different. Jesus's peace is like nothing you've ever felt in your life. And I hope that under the sound of my voice, everyone who wants it will receive that from Jesus. You just have to go to him. Another uh, big one was giving your period blood to the earth. 
um, or giving it into bodies of water or painting yourself with your period blood. I didn't paint myself with my blood, but I know that's a popular practice now. Um, some people give their period blood to their plants, like their house plants or their plants outside. It actually ties you. It's a it's a blood sacrifice when you do this, and it actually ties you to the place where you give your blood. So you have to be very aware of that. That's a huge um, that's a huge red flag, and that's a huge uh, ritual that you are uh, taking part in, and a lot of people don't know the details of that. So if you want to learn more about that, I would suggest that you go back to the episode where I talk about that at length, and I hope that that helps you. Other things are um, thinking that I was connecting to my light family or my starseed lineage and this is like alien connections and believing also that planets have influence over our lives like being really obsessed with mercury retrograde or your saturn return um, those kinds of things so there are so many more there's new age affirmations and manifestation and eft and the law of attraction and the secret um there's, you know, deceptive teachings like A Course in Miracles, Abraham Hicks, uh, Edward Case, uh, belief in karma and reincarnation and hypnosis. Um, yeah. So those are all, <laughs> there's many more, but those are the ones that, um, yeah, these are the things, these are the things that I was participating in that I thought were completely fine and completely harmless. But once I was saved, um, God completely took the desire out of my heart and placed me on the right path with Jesus Christ. So I, I wanted to share that with you. You can absolutely, there's 75 of these. I didn't list them all, but there are many more that you might want to look at the full list for yourself. And you can go to the link in the show notes and you can download that for free. And you can take a look at some of the ones that you might still be working within that are having a pull on you that you want to be free from. So I just thought that that would be, you know, no better day than October 31st. And of course, whatever day that you might be listening to this in the future, um, this is important every day of the year, every day of our lives to really be noticing the places where we might still have some hooks of the uh, that are demonic in nature, dark in nature, that are unbiblical, that are not good for you in any way, um, to really just be opening yourself up to hurt and tragedy and putting that wedge between you and God. Um, and I think that that's one of the reasons I talk so much about the new age. And um, by God's grace, this is the reason that He's put this conviction of of power and strength inside of me this year. He's been work, doing a lot of work on me where before I was um, in love with him but afraid. And now I'm in love with him and want to talk with him more sincerely and talk about the things that he has done for me. And it's incredible. So I'm going to do another episode um in a few months or so, a, kind of like a part two of what God has actually, um, like how I have seen the shifts in my life since I was saved and how the progression has been, because it's it's beautiful for us to be uh, kind of uh, taking inventory and noticing how we are shifting year 
by year. So now I want to kind of just get into what um, I talked about at the beginning of the episode and why it's so important for us as believers to share our testimonies. And if you're someone who knows you're saved or you're a newer believer and you're like, I'm still kind of figuring out the Christian lingo. I don't know really what a testimony is. I want to just make some space in this episode to just talk about what a testimony is and why it's important for us as believers to share um, the story of what God has done for us. The very first thing I think that's important is that we're always meant to give the glory to God. We have to remember that we have, other than it being our life and it happening to us, we have no, um, we didn't do anything in the story of our salvation. God did all of it, and God always wants all of the glory. He has created maybe the mess in our life before we were saved in order to radically transform us and show us what life can be like under Christ, right? And so that's one of the things that's really important for us to present is that, yes, the testimony, like the testimony is about our lives, but it's really more about bringing out the story of what God has done for you, right? So like I know that I was doing all these sinful things, these disgusting, horrible, <laughs> evil things. That's how I see them now. And I could just be stuck and swallowed up in shame and guilt, but I'm free in Christ, right? All of my sins are covered by Jesus's blood. And I trust and know that God did that. He pulled me out of that for a very specific reason. And even now, I might not fully understand what that reason is, and maybe I won't even know until I'm in heaven, right? What the full reason for all the things that I've went through that were really painful, but they really just in overall are giving glory to God because of the way that he redeems us. And so it's so first of all, when you sit down and you think about your testimony, which is just your story of how God saved you. It's just a fancy word for that. All that this really is meant to point to in everything that you do and say and share and re remember is what God has done. And so it's important to do like um, a little bit of an inventory of what was going on in your life before you met God or you were saved. So so the first step would be to just kind of look back and see, okay, what are some of the things that I was doing and how did my life in general feel? The second part is the the part of the story where you start to notice the changes and you know and the deeper connection with Christ, right? With God, with the Holy Spirit. What did you start to experience? When did you know God was really leaning in and what was kind of happening for you in those moments? How were you feeling? What was changing within you? Um, when did you start to notice how, you know, you started to be different? And then the last part is really just the, the, the glory story, right? You're giving God all the glory. You're, you're saying like, wow, I really didn't notice this till this. I didn't really notice that it was so bad until I had the peace of the Lord. That's one of the things that I tend to notice for myself is that I didn't really even know I was 
I thought it was like, I think this is pretty um, familiar statement too, that uh, before I was safe, I didn't even know I was a bad person. I thought I was a pretty decent person, like kind, loving, caring person, tried to do my best in life, um, did believe in God, you know, and I didn't think that anything was wrong with what I, the things I was doing. I had no clue. And so um, just to be, just for God to have allowed the things to happen in my life that did, like, you know, we have free will, we can do what we want to do, um, but we always have also that choice to choose him. Um, I thought that it's pretty scary to me because I thought I was a good person and all the things I was doing were fine, that there was nothing wrong with them. I didn't ever think twice about it until God chose me, right? That he really just kind of like drew me in and pulled me into him. And then when I started to read the word of God and I started to read it, um, I had kind of early on, I read an article or something about, or I don't remember where it was. I wish I did of how you don't read the word of God to find yourself in the story. You read the word of God to understand God, the character of God, who God is. And that shift in itself really helped speed things up for me because I was really, after that point, really desiring and craving reading the word of God every single day. And that really shifted things for me and helped me to see who he is and why the things that I was doing were so sinful, so wrong. And um, that really helped my regeneration process of, um, you know, being sanctified and, and shifting and changing and growing in my relationship with the Lord. Because there's the regeneration process, this process of being saved um, is so powerful and it's so beautiful and it can be devastating also because it's so difficult to um feel like you are one person one day and then either gradually over time or in an instant you feel like you're a completely different person your thoughts are different your actions are different your desires are different the things that you used to love to do you don't have any interest in them anymore you don't resonate with the people you used to hang out with all of this kind of stuff right so this can either be gradual or it can be like in the blink of an eye right and so it can be very difficult time to um go through and often we do it on our own and that's why it's so important that we get discipled we have someone who is helping us to answer our questions through the process and so um that's something i'm going to be sharing more about is discipling disciple making being a disciple how to find those resources because it is difficult. Not all churches are equipped or offer those things and what do we do in those instances? That's something that I've um, come up against that I'm still trying to find good answers for. So I want to be able to be a resource for you for that. Um, But in general, it's important that we look at who we were before, who we were when he saves us, and, and what's the glory story afterwards? What's the blessing? What's the gift? What what do we see now through, now that the Holy Spirit lives inside of us? How do we walk in our lives differently, and how can we share that story with others? That's basically what 
a testimony is. And so I would encourage you, especially in a day like October 31st, that's Halloween, where there's so much darkness and negativity and people are, you know, acting up, (laughs) let's just say, um, what if you decided to reach out to the Lord today? And ask, how do I start? Who do I share my testimony with? What do I do with this? I know you gave me this perfect, beautiful gift that I could, that I don't deserve and I could never repay you for. And I know you don't expect that, Lord, but who can I share my story with? How can I start to embody this and understand it in a deeper way? Why did you do what you did for me, Lord? Even having that conversation with him would be beautiful, but really just kind of starting in this place of really just knowing that your testimony is powerful. It's important. It's the work that God did inside of you and is continuing to do. And just like me, like I'm going to keep sharing some of the testimonies of things that um, I find that I think will be helpful for you to hear. Um, Hope that you will go out and start to believe that you are that your story is important, that what God's doing inside of you, whether it's felt intense or powerful, or if it's felt like, yeah, I just kind of always have believed in him and and this is how I live my life. That's also powerful because that's something that a lot of us who are saved later in life um, wish we had. <laughs> I know I wish that I was saved earlier in life, um, way earlier. That would have been incredible. But I know that God doesn't make mistakes and he has perfect timing. And so I trust that, right? And you should too. So whether you are saved when you were really little or you're saved when you're older or something in between, just remember God's timing is perfect, that um, he doesn't make mistakes, that you're that you're chosen for a reason, that you're set apart and you're meant to share your story to give him glory. Hope that this is helpful. If you have any questions about any of these things, just reach out to me, info at elizacc.com. Don't forget to download that free list of the unbiblical practices that new agers often get entangled with and just kind of make sure that you're doing an inventory here and there to make sure that you are, yeah, that you're in a good place with your practices and the things that you're doing are biblical as a believer because that's really really important we want to make sure that we are in alignment with our lord and yeah i love you so much and i hope to see you in the next episode i'll see you next week love you